Hello and welcome to another episode of the All About Feeling Good podcast. Hope you guys are doing good today. Today on the show I have Arelli and we are going to share her story uh, going vegan. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Richard. It's a pleasure having uh, that you have me in your show. Thank you so much for the invitation. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, if you want to start and just maybe give us a quick little introduction, your age, where you grew up, maybe where you live, what's going on in your life right now, go for yeah, it. Yeah, well, I definitely. So, I'm a medical doctor, and uh, after medical school, I did pathology and neuropathology as a training. Uh, and I discovered along the way the plant-based nutrition, uh, starting with vegetarianism since over 10 years ago, and then veganism, and then finally I found raw veganism with a fruit-based diet approach. And that's what I've been following since uh, January 1st, 2018. So for me as a medical doctor, discovering the plant-based um, lifestyle has been game changer and I can see the, the importance of the adoption of this lifestyle worldwide for people to avoid diseases, you know? Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. So how long, how um, long have you been vegan? So vegan, vegetarian since 2009 okay. and vegan since 2013. So it will make me a seven, seven year old vegan. Nice, nice. Cool, yeah. cool. And um, so, where did you where did you grow up, or where do you live? You're still in the the same place where you grew up, or? Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't answer that question. So oh, it's basically, okay. I yeah, I'm from Mexico originally. Okay. And I was born there, and I grew up there. I went to high school, um, university. We don't have college, fortunately. So I jumped right on high right out of high school to medical school mm -hmm. and um, I finished medical school in my in my country and then I also specialized in pathology in my country but I wanted to practice in the U.S. so I decided to move there and I applied for all the exams and certifications and I passed those tests and I got into residency and I repeated pathology but obviously I learned a little bit more because the infrastructure and all the uh, resources that are in the U.S. obviously are uh, more advanced, so I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to study neuropathology, so I lived in Massachusetts, so from Mexico City. Then I lived in Massachusetts for four years for residency, and then two years in San Francisco, California for fellowship. And now I got a job here in the U.K. because I, I'm a neuropathologist, so it's not a very common medical subspecialty, so I was recruited here. And I just decided to, why not? <laughs> I'm going to move countries. And uh, I've been here since a year ago. Nice, nice. It's a pretty, yeah. it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty booming place for, for vegans and stuff in the UK, would you say? Yeah. yeah. I would say so. But since I was also living in California, it's, uh, I think it's comparable. But health-wise yeah. or like consciousness regarding health and wellness, I think California is like the mecca. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. I haven't been there yet, but it's on it's on the plan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, prior to going vegan, what was uh, explained to us? What were your your diet was like? I know you were vegetarian, um, but maybe before that, um, like, w what would you normally eat? What was your diet like? 
Yeah. So um, growing up, you know, just like the typical Mexican household, you get to have breakfast. It's quite similar to the American culture, but less processed. Mm -hmm. But breakfast, uh, the staples for breakfast in a Mexican family is basically beans and uh, scrambled eggs uh, with tortilla, right, the bread. Um, what else? We always have a glass of milk in the morning and nights as well. And then for the main course uh, at lunchtime, it will be like a soup. It will be a healthy soup, like vegetable soup with uh, pasta or something. But then obviously you get into the main dish, which is meat base mm -hmm. and high in fat, obviously uh, oily, you know, all, all the like, imagine like a steak and in a plate, like a steakhouse every day for lunch. And then at dinner time, it was usually another glass of milk either in cereal or with coffee or with chocolate whatever but milk base and then mm -hmm. probably dinner dairy base like yeah. cheese with uh like quesadillas or um not pizza but something cheesy <laughs> related yeah. to or more meat or more yeah nothing like fruits and vegetables you know i i was fortunate enough to probably eating a lot of fruit because in mexico you have availability of uh, mandarins, mangoes, yeah. all year round. Um, but that was my diet since I was growing up. And then when I went to medical school, I ate as with no like order, no plan, just whatever was there. I was trying to be more health conscious because I wanted to lose weight. I struggled with being overweight. Mm -hmm. And now I understand why, because I never took care of my, uh, the, the way I ate when I was growing up. But in medical school, I was try. I, I tried to be more health conscious, mm -hmm. and I ate basically sandwich with a ham. You know, yeah. things like I consider healthy uh, skim milk now or uh, yogurt mm -hmm. or things like that. Um, so that was basically my medical school and residency, and then I decided to try the Atkins diet for weight loss. Okay. And I did one year, one year of Atkins diet. That was around my. 26 27 birthday 26th birthday and i lost weight but i feel that great mm -hmm. so after trying atkins for one year because i didn't feel energy at all to exercise i mean i was not i didn't have any cravings because it was meat based protein based but i didn't have energy and still have a lot of health problems mm -hmm. like and then I, for myself, I decided to investigate what would be a more sustainable way of eating. And I came across vegetarianism and that's when the journey started. I got so fascinated by the information that I found at the time. It was back in 2008 mm -hmm. that uh, one one thing led to the other. And now we are vegan. Nice, nice. So now yeah. that you're, you're raw vegan, what... Uh, explain to us what you eat uh, normally or what what are your favorite dishes or snacks or anything yeah so as a raw vegan i follow the principle of a high carb low fat approach and high carb meaning fruit-based diet so for me what makes me happy is to have the most ripe and seasonal and juicy fruit in the morning which i usually don't do breakfast because i practice intermittent fasting this i've been doing this since a year ago mm -hmm. so i think this is the most optimal way of eating obviously it takes time I, and, and just for the listeners you know don't think that if you want to go raw vegan you can become like an intermittent faster overnight it doesn't happen that way you need to eat 
and get used to the volume of fruit in order to make a meal out of fruit. So my favorite lunch when I break the fast uh, would be like, I don't know, maybe six or eight big mangoes, you know? Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, I love mangoes. Now it's persimmons or persimmon season, and mm -hmm. I have probably 10 of them just as a meal. Yeah. And then I snack be before going to, to home because I have a full-time job. I snack with mandarins or bananas or anything fruit-related. And then when I reach home, I prepare myself a huge salad, and that includes a lot of leafy greens and savory stuff with uh, healthy fats, low fat as well. So that okay. would be my life in a day, I guess. Nice, nice. So um, when when is it again you went uh, from vegan to raw vegan? Yeah, so since I discovered vegetarianism in 2018, sorry, 2008, I was vegetarian for five years. Mm -hmm. And it was in 2013 that after watching a movie called Earthlings that I just couldn't yeah. participate in the dairy industry anymore. Yeah. So that really moved, my, really moved me and I decided to be vegan overnight. I remember the date, November 30, 2013, I went vegan overnight and from there, I discovered, you know, since I was vegetarian, I came across many videos of Ravigans and especially Marcus Rothkrans or okay. Dan McDonald, mm -hmm. you know, people that are doing more extreme stuff and not necessarily fruit based. But I, it always resonated with me that in order to feel alive, you need to eat foods. So from my transitioning from veganism 2013 to Ravigansism 2018, there was a five year gap. So in that five-year gap, probably the first three years were like cooked vegan food, but healthy. Mm -hmm. And then the last three years, 2016 to 18, was more like trial and error, going for a few weeks fully raw and then going back to cooked food. Mm -hmm. So it was a back and forth, back and forth, uh, moving uh, journey until I knew that I wanted to stay raw because it was the best feeling that I could experience for sure. and my performance was better because I'm a runner as well and yeah I just felt so much better with raw yeah for sure it keeps you uh hydrated energized and light <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely and, and strong and and, and, happy and yeah it, so many benefits yeah yeah totally uh, awesome so um what exactly made you go plant based? Like initially, was it was it for uh, for health, environment, or ethical reasons? Like, what were the the real triggers there to to make uh, that switch? So, why I went vegetarian after trying Atkins for a year was more for health reasons mm -hmm. because I didn't feel at my best when eating only animal fats and animal protein. So that was the initial reason, health reasons. And then once I was digging into vegetarianism, I realized that animal agriculture is a big component of pollution and uh, gas emissions and all these things. And mm -hmm. that made the click like the ethical reason part of it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I saw, I watched Earthlings 2013 that the ethical reason kicked in. Yeah. And now, you know, not only the consciousness about not exploiting animals by killing them but also i don't buy anything animal related like my makeup is cruelty free so it's like a chain of yeah like a domino effect for sure yeah 
Yeah. Cool, cool. So um, I'm assuming with the, the situation you were in, um, you know, going vegetarian, being vegetarian for a while and going uh, vegan and raw vegan, like you've slowly moved through those. Um, were there any doubts at any point that maybe the diet wasn't going to work or anything like that? Yeah, certainly I experienced some doubts in this lifestyle because when I was in my phase, in the transition phase of uh, going vegan to raw vegan, during two years, basically I was kind of um, hesitant to go fully raw because it seems like whenever I kicked in and I was more than, than, than two weeks raw, the detox symptoms appeared and I attributed those detox symptoms to the diet rather than my body getting used to the raw vegan lifestyle and eliminating the waste. Okay. So that those were the phases where I doubted the lifestyle. I attributed detox and I don't know the adaptation process, mm -hmm. and that made me always go back to cook food. Yeah. So the doubts were there. Also, I wasn't very knowledgeable about food combining, and I was always distended for no reason. I didn't know why, but now that I understand that, yeah, the melons don't mix well with anything else or um, don't eat fats or and fruits it doesn't it doesn't bother me anymore because I guess my digestion got better mm -hmm. but in the beginning it's always a struggle the food combining rules so that made me doubt about it but now you know it's just like once you're in and you let it go for minimum a couple of months you will realize that this is the way to go and obviously there is a learning curve but you have to, I mean, if there is any recommendation I can give to anyone who is doubting this lifestyle, they need to give it a try for a few months before sure. uh, discarding it. Totally, totally. Um, yeah. um, maybe a little off topic or questions. I just uh, thought of this to ask you, um, what are your thoughts on like food combining with, with uh, like sugars and fats and stuff? Is it, you think it's something that everybody should avoid or is it like you said, kind of more of just a digestion thing and if it feels all right to you, it's okay? Or, or is it something that should just be avoided? Yeah, I think for people at the beginning, it should be important to follow the fruit combining rules. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe just mixing carbs with carbs or, or carbs and leafy greens and then incorporate more fats maybe for dinner time because fat slows us down a little bit so i think that will be wiser unless you want to be sleepy all day long or not so active well you can incorporate fats anytime you want mm -hmm. but i can see some mistakes that many beginners do which is mixing like bombs of combinations like they make like a fruit ball and they put coconut flakes and chia seeds and pumpkin seeds and a lot of powders like it's a mixture of things that i mean mm -hmm. you in nature normally wouldn't find all those ingredients at once yeah so i think that um, that's the main thing for an experienced raw vegan like maybe you or myself whoever is in this path like over two years i think our digestive system and our uh, juices in the in the stomach and all the capacity and the bile and the, it's it's good enough you know to to manage for example a smoothie with bananas and, and, and greens and avocados. Mm -hmm. I don't see any problem. I usually for my smoothies use chia seeds, which is considered fat. So I yeah. don't have any problems at all. And sometimes, you know, if I am hungry, I don't mind eating, I don't know, like a, 
something that is not supposed to be combined, like oranges with with nuts. You know, it's like yeah. that's a bomb, sure. But in my case, the indigestion just lasts for twenty minutes, and then I'm fine. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. But for the beginners, I wouldn't recommend that. Mm -hmm. At least until you yeah. get more into it or or more experience, and your body can yeah. adapt to that. Okay, cool, cool. And so, yeah. so how did you feel like after making those changes? I know you're a gradual change, but what are some of the changes you felt maybe physically, mentally, uh, I don't know, maybe including any struggles at all or? Uh, yeah, I mean, the struggles are more related to the social aspect, especially mm -hmm. people who are very, uh, that their happiness is still very dependent on what people think of them. In my case, I've been always very independent and mm -hmm. I don't care about what people think about me. So I always do what I want, not in a bad sense, you know, but uh, if it's good for me, I just do it uh, regardless. So the social aspect sometimes is like, okay, there is some meeting that I have to attend and there is, there is lunch provided. Well, I have to adapt either I bring my own or I don't eat much other than the allowed food for me and then I eat afterwards uh, for the Christmas parties or, you know, at work, mm -hmm. social events. That's the, the main struggle for me. But the emotional part or how people see me, it doesn't really matter. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Um, what? Uh... Was that the answering your question? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Were you affected, uh, um, like physically or mentally, making those changes? Like, have you, how how did you feel after um, making the transitions? Um, you know, because I know yours was slow, vegetarian, and then you went vegan. Like compared to some people that just go straight from junk to vegan, they might see more more um, positive changes. But I don't know how it was for you. Did you notice anything or? Sure. So, yeah, for me, the mental aspect of eating the, the way nature designed us to eat uh, has to do with uh, the, the outlook that I have for life. And I don't know, because raw veganism gives you a lot of mental clarity. Mm -hmm. I think that you, be, you become very conscientious about everything else, like the environment, as I was explaining before. But also you get very synchronized with your internal internal voices, you know. Mm -hmm. Usually when you are eating a standard American diet, your senses are numbed by all the stimulants and the extra calories and the food and the colorants and things that the body doesn't eat because they act like drugs. That's yeah. why we keep going after them. So once you're sober from those addictions, which is a standard American diet and processed food, you are more uh, like naked to your own self and you are like, oh my God, uh, you can call out yourself to the bad patterns or habits that you were doing before. So it's easier to grow personally and mm -hmm. at the emotional level as well. You realize that we don't only have vices in terms of food addictions, but also vices in terms of bad patterns, negative thinking. So I think Ravianism really makes us connect within our inner self and, and, and analyze all these things. Raviganism brings a lot of stuff out of your subconscious mind, out of your heart, and then you have to deal with those. So that's when 
people struggle as well because it's very sometimes it's very challenging to mm -hmm. dominate your your old patterns or to deal with your own demons so mm -hmm. that's important for sure yeah very, yeah very well said yeah I definitely I definitely feel those effects too <laughs> you know it changes you just I don't know it's a different kind of awareness I guess you know awareness exactly yeah for sure so um, how did it affect people around you like your friends and family making those changes in your life and going vegan raw vegan and stuff yeah so friends and friends first of all it would be more like co-workers or uh, colleagues um, at the beginning when I wasn't sure about this lifestyle obviously if you're not confident on something it's going to show up. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, it was more like, okay, I'm going to hide, you know, uh, <laughs> if I'm going to eat a lot of fruit, I just need to go away and hide so people don't see me doing something abnormal to, to their eyes. So that was the main struggle. But once you get confident and once you know what you're doing and what you are doing, once you're convinced that it's the most natural and perfect way of eating, you don't hide. You actually bring it to the table and you make yourself visible to people and then rather than they judging you they start asking questions and they see you so confident and they see your appearance and they see your demeanor and all these things and i mean who can judge you if you are doing things right in in my in my family and in my relationships with my family it's a little bit more tricky because um, you can't always win arguments, especially with uh, elderly, you know, because they they saw you grow up. So they always think in their mind that they have the right mm. or they have the reason. So trying to convince my own, convince my own family of this lifestyle is the most challenging thing that I encounter because regardless of my medical credentials, regardless of how I've transformed myself, regardless of they seeing my evolution, they still don't believe it. <laughs> they yeah. still don't follow me. So that's the main, um, I don't know, not like something that I need to to be at peace with, you know, yeah. to understand that everybody has their own time, regardless of my credentials and regardless of the, my relationship with them, I'm not going to change them or save them. You know, it's a personal decision. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it can be pretty, yeah. it can be pretty tough with family members. <laughs> Just the way it is, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, what would you sure. say? Uh, what would you say is the number one thing that keeps you on this lifestyle? Yeah, the number one thing is that with lifestyle, I can do so much more compared to where I was before. In the past, I was always dragging myself because of the lack of energy, mm -hmm. uh, and I was feeling depressed and insecure, low self-esteem because obviously. That lifestyle never gave me the vibrancy and the happiness and the body that I desired, the, the skin that I have now. It's not it's far from far away from perfect, but comparing to my old self, I don't change that past me for for who I am becoming. And I'm sure that this lifestyle is gonna bring even more benefits as older I get because I'm all, I'm only two years in the path. Yeah. So I've seen people that are ten year long term raw vegans and they're glowing and you can see them. I mean, you can spot them in the multitudes and you can say, wow, that, that one must be heroic. Because it's just the, the glow that they exude and the, 
I don't know, it's, it's just magical. I mean, even though I'm a medically trained person, I just think that there is more than, than just a physical aspect. Of yeah, it. for sure, for sure. That keeps me going. That keeps me going. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so um, what kind of advice would you have for people uh, interested in, in going vegan? Just vegan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, or raw vegan, but, but mainly vegan, I guess. <laughs> so from the medical standpoint, I could say that they should really get informed into what they're committing to do mm -hmm. because they get so excited and they want to get all this raw vegan glow or the vegan. They, they're moved by movies or they're uh, touched uh, by the ethical point of view of veganism. But they also have to remember that health is a priority and a responsibility, a personal responsibility. So if they, for example, there are many young people that want to go vegan because they want to be an activist and they get this very romanticized uh, view of the world mm -hmm. and they forget about everything else. And I've seen a lot of this hashtag, for example, vegan for the animals. I don't care about anything else. I'm just vegan for the animals. Yeah. But they're still young and their body can endure a lot of abuse in terms of like eating junk vegan food or mm -hmm. not taking supplements. I mean, the vitamin B12 now is debatable, but I totally believe that as vegans and new vegans, especially if you haven't eaten a lot of meat in your whole life, um, you should be taking B12 supplements, mm -hmm. not like daily, but, you know, occasionally just to avoid deficiencies. Yeah. Um, check your your labs i mean if you have a cell phone if you have internet connection you can definitely pay a less than a hundred dollar lab work and see how you're doing rather than waiting until deficiencies hit on you yeah uh, so that will be my, my advice you know be responsible for your health don't don't just do this out of a romantic idea or feelings uh yeah feelings are great but also use your reason and take care of yourself for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And um, so my final question, which is kind of a fun one. Uh, what uh, do you see a plant based world in the future? And how do you think we can make that happen? I definitely see that is my vision and my mission to contribute to accelerate this process. Uh, because I believe that we can make paradise on earth and I, 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 I just I always like to see the glass uh, full or, or what's the saying like half full or yeah something like that. yeah I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not exactly sure but I think you got it <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I'm an optimist uh, optimistic person by nature and um, so for me it's like regardless of the carnivore movement or the anti-vegan propaganda and the conspiracy theories and all these things. I, I believe that if there is resistance for something, that means that we are going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't wait that veganism plant-based uh, promotion should be received like with open arms. You know, if there is resistance, that means that the old paradigms and the old ways of doing things are dying mm -hmm. and they obviously don't want to die they obviously don't want to lose the power but the more people realize that this is the healthiest way of living not only for our health but for the health of the planet and for the health of the animals and mm -hmm. everything is interconnected you know 
once people realize how everything is related uh, and they see that, I I can envision a plant-based world. And I don't know, maybe it's going to happen sooner than we expect. Yeah. Because, I mean, just take a look at the statistics. There's so many converted vegans, and some of them are going to go back to animal foods, but they will realize, you know, one after after the other, you can see all these ex-vegan celebrities. I'm sure that they are not that active on social media anymore because the way they feel, the way, the way they're going to start to deteriorate, and then they're going to act to veganism, maybe keeping silent, you know, or maybe ashamed of what they did, but it's just a good sign. I mean, all those ex-vegans, have you heard of them? Oh, yeah. No, because they're not doing great. They're not doing great, and I'm sure they're going to go back. <laughs> so it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It was quite the shock, I guess, for some for some people to see all these people going going back to eating meat there. But uh, I mean, it's all part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, I guess that concludes the the podcast, the episode here, and um, it was great talking to you and having you on the podcast. I've heard I've heard you talk uh, a few times on on different podcasts and stuff, and definitely wanted to reach oh, out to you and uh, share your story. And because uh, I know I know all the podcasts are a bit different, so I was hoping um, mine was a slightly different from others. It's more focused on just the person and and uh, their their story and everything. So it's. Uh, it's been fun. So thank you so much for, for being on, on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for much so much for having me. And I think this type of podcasts are very important because with stories, personal stories, mm-hmm. is how people can interconnect and relate to one another. So I think it's powerful. Thank you for what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Have, have yourself an, an awesome day. You too. All right, so I am back. I totally forgot to ask Arelli to share with us where we can find her on social media and stuff like that. So I'm just going to mention it here. Uh, you can find her on Instagram and YouTube at Raw Vegan Doctor. And she also has a website, and that is rawvegandoctor.blogspot.com and all of that will be posted in the show notes thanks for listening to the podcast stay tuned for more episodes each week and if you enjoyed it please leave a review as it will help spread the message if you haven't already please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any more episodes till next time have a wonderful day